Greetings, Game Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This is podcast number 104, and I am your host and podcast commander, Joseph Martin. With me today, I have a wonderful cavalcade, if that's a word you can even use to describe a group of people, of people. We've got Anna Bernarski, James Pelster, Diana Gray, and Alex Jedrzak. Everyone, please introduce yourselves. Hi, my name is Anna Bernarski, and I write for Game Cola sometimes. Hi, I'm James Pulster. I'm a fairly newcomer to Game Cola. I also occasionally write articles from time to time. Hi, I'm Diana Gray, GameCola.net's resident fangirl, and I still write articles sometimes. It's fun. And I'm Alex the Jitty Jidrizak, and uh, I write constantly. <laughs> you do. You're also the editor in chief of GameCola.net. Yeah, it's gaming true. outside the mainstream. So yes, that's also Jitty. important. But you do write a lot. You do yeah. write a lot. <laughs> it's Christmas. It's Everyone's busy. I mean, it won't be Christmas when you're listening to this, obviously, everyone. It'll be January. But it'll have just been Christmas, so you'll understand. You you understand. Please understand. <laughs> Please. Understand. It's busy. So, anyway, we today have two topics to talk about, and I'll let you in on them so that if you're interested, you'll stick around. Our first topic is going to be Monster collecting RPGs in the wake no, of no, the no, no. Pokemon release. Hmm? You, you got these backwards. Uh, we definitely need to talk about read-only memories first. You want to talk do about? We, do we have to talk <laughs> about okay. that first? All right, let's go. First. We'll save. We'll save Pokemon. We'll save Pokemon as a as a um. I don't know what would you call it. Like a dangling the bait, like a yeah, carrier. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the clickbait. So if you want to if you want to hear about Pokemon, I guess you're going to be waiting for a while because <laughs> what we're going to talk about first is the wonderful point and click adventure game Read Only Memories, commonly referred to as ROM because that's what a ROM is, a read only memory file, and that's the joke. It's also what is it? Oh, I can't even remember what the acronym is. Um, I have it in It's something in I had to I had to look it up for my review. <laughs> relationship organizational manager let me look that up and make sure i got that right is that the name of like that robot character that's what they're <laughs> called in the game like the robots the robot yeah. name is rom which stands for relatable object of memory <laughs> just, just call it call him either robot just call him robot relationship yeah. organizational manager ah so, Jetty, what did you think? Okay, um, let me just say I am sad that it came out in 2015. Because <laughs> it means that I can't vote for it. I <laughs> that doesn't stop me sometimes. <laughs> yes. Um, no, like, I, I, I just beat it, like, a few days ago. So I'm, like, super excited about, like, whoa, what a game. So good. It really is, and like, uh, like normally after I beat a game, it's very rare for me to want to go like back and play it again. But like considering yeah. all the things that I did, like, and I remember you last time saying that you had to go back and talk to the plant. Yes. Yeah, you, you, have, to... you have to keep watering, and then you the know, friend. You can't water it. You don't water it. You yeah. don't water it because you've already watered it too much. Yeah, the, it, it's like explicitly stated at the very beginning of the game, like, oh, you've definitely been doing this too much. I'm going to like, I'm going to order some tools and like repot it for you. 
uh, with some sandy soil. It's like, wow, Touring, what is, you broke into my house and you fixed my plant. <laughs> How kind of you. That's also, nice. not. Please don't break into my house. Why? Yeah, um, you have to talk to the plant in order to kind of make it live again. And if you don't talk to it, pretty much just let it die. Like, <laughs> talk to the plant and you get the bad ending. <laughs> how how um, often are you supposed to talk to it? I think what I did was every time like you're done with a scene, yeah. or you're done with a place, you go back to your apartment and talk to your plant. Hmm. Okay. So like every time that like your destination changes or whatever. Up to like chapter three, I think. Hmm. Okay. Cause uh, mine died like right when uh, Turing was like super depressed over. Oh, sorry, spoilers. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Bleeps. Bleeps and bloops. Still ruined it for us. I don't, I don't even remember the name that Jenna Hi, said, Lala. so <laughs> even if I do end up playing it, it's not going to... Well, I, I might remember it because I have to come back and listen to this uh, and yeah. edit over what Jenny said. This podcast, Good job. So but I mean... Gonna, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bleep it out. I'm going to bleep it okay. out. All that the viewers know is that someone dies, which is like a game like if any game is going to be like, oh, this was emotionally investing, like death is on the table. Like, let's be real. Also, yeah. like a, a lot of people die. Yeah, a game. lot of people die. <laughs> but not always. Dead bodies. Not the Great. same. Not the same people always. Right. Because there's multiple paths and lots of no, the same endings, people right? die. And you could have, you could have saved it. Nope. You could have saved it. No, but there are multiple endings. There are multiple. En are there multiple like pathways? Like not just the ending changes, but like the whole no, game. Like it's... there are different ways to solve some of the puzzles, and it's like whether you get people like to like you or not. <laughs> I have all of those achievements because I went through and went the dick route where I was just mean to everyone. <laughs> I was curious about what would happen if I was. It was just a lot of sadness. Huh? I felt really, really sad because I was mean to everyone. <laughs> but, yeah, there the are five part. different endings. Oh. Currently. I did hear that there's going to be a new release with voice acting. There in, I think, August, mid or late August, there was supposed to be an update but something went wrong, and then they had to push it back. They pushed it back, and finally it is getting the update on January 17th hmm. with voice acting. And I don't know what else is coming out with this update. I have to look it up. But I'm really excited. Yes, I was excited to hear that. But my, my point of bringing up the thing was that Turing is just sitting there so depressed on my desk and just, like, turns over to the plant as, like, you know, I forget what it was that they said, but it was like, wow, the plant is dead. Everything around me is dying. <laughs> Something <laughs> about it being suitable, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. that's good. <laughs> awesome. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hug that robot. So, you, Jetty, Game of the Year 2016? If only. Yes. yes. If only. <laughs> Remember Would you last year when I was like the only person to vote for? Ah, and <laughs> I'm so sad that we. Uh, but at the same time, it was up against like Undertale, yeah. so it still it would have had a rough win. time. Yeah. And actual game of the year, Life is Strange, is strange. and um, Bloodborne was the honorable mention. 
So that that's its competition. Would you vote it over all those things, Jetty and Anna? Undertale, Life is Strange, and Bloodborne. Oh, man. Mostly because I have not played any of them. I've played oh, a little man. bit of Undertale, but not much. Jetty, I know you've played Undertale. Yeah, and I'm also a huge fan of Undertale. I think, see, and that's the thing is, um, I would have gone for best indie game, I would have gone number one for Undertale. But for best story, I would have gone number one with read-only memories. And so, like, Undertale having won both of those, I think we might have seen best story with read-only memories since usually everyone votes for their own game. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> votes for the same thing. In story? For anything. Oh, for anything. What was... Once. There's not even a general consensus on some things? I mean, okay, like, there, there are games that, like, Never. a lot of people played... Nope. Um, I feel like the the when it comes to like the ten years ago and twenty years ago and thirty years oh, ago, yeah. those usually see a lot of agreement. Yeah. Um, or at least like there's a select few because you know we always play games. The the older a game, the much more likely that it is that a game call a staff person has played it, <laughs> just because we all like to wait three years before playing any game that's come out. It seems. Yeah. So once you get to 10 years ago, then it becomes like Super Mario Brothers was probably pretty universally included in lists, even if it wasn't at the top, just because yeah. like, is Super Mario Brothers? Yeah. And then Chrono Trigger, like I, I have a really hard time believing that Chrono Trigger was a controversial win last year. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. I don't know. There were a lot of good games. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, if you haven't uh, checked out GameCola.net, Gaming Outside the Mainstream, fairly recently, you might want to know that we are keeping the awards ceremony for respective years in the middle of the following year. Namely because of that whole thing where um, we don't play video games when they come out. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's an issue. So those extra six months really... uh, really help yeah, us put it all together especially since so many good games you know come out so many like bit hard hitters come out um like in the fall yeah yeah it's just like when everyone, probably because of awards season like when everyone has uh finals and stuff yeah i know right right <laughs> so i just shared uh the trailer for the updated 2064 which is also actually coming to ps4 so it's not just the update coming to uh, the computer; it's also like coming as a game to the PS4. So, so 20, yeah, 2064 was... is the name of the update. Twenty sixty four read only memories, I think, is the full name. Oh, okay. Yeah. So twenty sixty four is the year it's supposed to take place in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if that's... we're going to talk about uh, read only memories, I have another game to talk about: Valhalla. Uh, cyberpunk oh. bartending action. Oh, I've, I've it, heard some people playing that. I like all of these things. That is another game on I, my to playlist. <laughs> it's a visual novel, which I saw somebody reviewed it and said, I hesitate to call it a visual novel. And then I just looked and I'm like, but that's all it is. Yeah, it's, <laughs> really. a, it's not a visual novel. It's a visual novel. It, it's kind of just that, yeah. Do you know why they said that? No, I didn't read that far into it. I just <laughs> thought it was a little funny. Like, I hesitate to call it a visual novel, but why? Mm-hmm. Most of Maybe it, it was just because of, there. like, 
Maybe it was because like visual novels are often associated with bottom of the barrel kinds of games. Maybe. Well, maybe not bottom of the barrel, but they they become increasingly prolific. And you know, there there's there's a standard of quality that you know other games have that you might not think visual novels have. You know, there are certain or like, ones you... that can be really good, but a lot of them are just considered mediocre, I believe. Even just because there's like a really low barrier to entry to make mm-hmm. a visual novel compared to lots of other games. Yeah. Like there's at least two, and I think there are a lot more. Honestly, I just haven't looked into it. But there are at least two like really streamlined make visual novel like builders yeah so like it's really just it it gets down to the part like you just have to write it and come up with the assets but like almost no programming knowledge required sorts of situations yeah you don't have to you don't have to have any physics (laughs) in a visual novel but um mahala is really really funny and really, really emotional at times. I'm just like, I wasn't expecting this from something that has a ti- the title Cyberpunk Bartender Action. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of makes it sound but, like it's a, a Cyberpunk Bartender Action game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, you mix drinks and talk to customers. And also, there are a few Easter eggs where if you serve certain, like a certain drink to a certain person, you can get three encounters with characters from read-only memories um which i think is really cool and i'm so wait it's made by the same people it is not made by the same people it is made by read-only memories is made by by uh midboss um valhalla is made by i I guess my question is just like what's the relation it's like the it's... same universe and I think there are probably people who are friends like within okay. both companies probably. Uh Sukabon Games is the developer. It's also been kind of a thing uh in recent times for like indie developers to kind of be like fans of each other and to weirdly like insert <laughs> their favorite characters from other games. Like I saw it a lot with like uh the guy from Hyperlight Drifter. Mm-hmm. Is like he just popped up in like the background of like ten different games like around that time because it was really popular. Mm-hmm. I guess like cross sometimes. promotion too of like, hey look, we've got this guy. <laughs> you like this guy, right? Come on down to ourgame.com where we'll sell you a video game with the thing that you like in it probably. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just looked up uh, the Valhalla website there. <laughs> The website's URL is waifubartending.com. Yes! <laughs> yes! I showed it to, like, when I first bought this game, I showed it to my roommate, and I was like, this is what I'm doing with my time. Uh, about this game, on the Steam page, it says, Valhalla, a cyberpunk, Valhalla, cyberpunk bartender action is a boozem up about waifus, technology, and post-dystopia life. And that's everything I've been boozum looking up. for in a game, obviously. Boozum so up. why that's not? Nice. <laughs> So it, it's really good. So also, seems, there are talking dogs. Sorry. Oh. So it seems like read only really sort of like I don't know. I didn't hear much about it aside from Anna, <laughs> for the most part. Um, is that do you does that seem the same to you, or was it maybe like a bigger hit on just channels that I didn't I wasn't exposed to? Not like literally YouTube channels, like just yeah. channels of information. 
grapevines and such. I don't know, because, like, I mean, I definitely heard about it. I'm sorry, the, the website for Valhalla is just so incredibly, like, meta. Like, <laughs> I like to frequently ask questions. Can I romance people? No, the waifu no. thing is just an epic prank to make people buy this game. Yeah. And all of the screenshots are called waifu abuse and then a number. Oh. .png. Oh. <laughs> e e even the ones with Sad. guys in them. It's hilarious. Jesus. It's amazing. Just, this makes me want to buy the game all the more. Unfortunately, I don't have money. Can we also talk about Chad and Oliver? Yes. <laughs> Every time... Okay, so there's an option towards like the end-ish of the game or middle of the game when you're with the two, as I called them in my review, punk-ass children. <laughs> <laughs> Where you get, to, you, you get to say something, and then the option I always choose is, you two are cute. <laughs> Yeah. Cuz they're the they're, they're the fucking cutest couple ever. Yeah. I uh, I actually chose um I think the second option I don't remember what it was, but I I I sat there for like a full minute like do I want to say you two are cute or do I want to say <laughs> like something that I should say instead? <laughs> I I always say you two are cute even when I was being a dick I said you two are cute. <laughs> so how is progress coming along in that review, Anna? Sounds like you've I'm, been involved I've been working with it. On it. The thing is, I'm wondering if I should wait until the update comes out before oh. actually publishing it and finishing it, but I've been working on it. You um, always publish like a follow up. I, I, yeah, I feel like out. I should do that. Get two also, articles. <laughs> there you go. Two birds, two, two articles with one game. Because, you yeah. know, I have literally no time to do life right now. <laughs> God knows that. Um, some of my favorite parts of this review that I've written so far are also everyone is gay. Everyone, even your sister, which is canon. Your sister is gay in this game. Um, oh, okay. Uh, um, me calling Oliver and Chad punk ass children. A, a, a literal cat lady is something I've written. Uh, oh. <laughs> An old guy in, in the hospital. Like, these are me. This is me describing the characters. Some old guy in the hospital. The future, in all caps, bolded. Using <laughs> the, the advanced technology of the future. The future! At one point, I think I married a chair. It was great. <laughs> what? <laughs> I also wow. said, also, you can drink until you pass out. Talk about immersive. Wow. <laughs> Okay, like, so like until it's... your character passes out, or until you yeah. pass out from spending so long playing the game, uh, pretending to. Drink. No, your character. That's funny. Is that like I never? I don't think yeah, I you... ever mm -hmm. used the drinks myself. Oh, I I I am going through and getting every achievement. The only achievement I haven't gotten is the one for playing the arcade game because it's kind of broken. At least for me, it is. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Um... What was it? Um. I, okay, the time that you're supposed to, like, get one of the uh, the hybrids to, like, take you into hybrid night. Yeah. I couldn't, like, I had so much trouble with that because the one guy kept wanting you to, like, flirt with him. I was like, I don't want to, like, lead you on. <laughs> <laughs> uh but luckily, I managed to get my way through it, and uh, I just felt so bad. Like, I wanted to go back and talk to K 
Caitlin. Yeah. I think was the yeah, name. Yeah, her name's Caitlin. Like I wanted to go back and it like wouldn't let me go talk <laughs> to her, and I was like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually screwed up with that guy first. So oh, yeah. I had to go to Caitlin, and then I found out there's an there is an achievement for blowing it with both of them, and then also <laughs> the last guy who's sitting there at the table. Oh, so yeah. the guy with the horns just comes back. He's like, he, he just takes you because <laughs> you kind of fucked up the other parts. <laughs> you just completely blew it. You just it's like, all right, you screwed up. We're gonna give you a free pass. Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes if you really mess up. But it's a little hard to completely screw that up. Nice. Like, unless you're really, really trying to screw it up. Wow. But yeah, this game is pretty amazing, in my opinion. And I just need to finish the video at some point. I'm glad you liked it, though. Yes, no, definitely. Uh, I, I was sad that I hadn't, like, looked at it uh, sooner. Do we want to Everyone should to... play it. <laughs> Are we ready to move on to Pocket Mans? And yeah. other mans, not just the pocket ones. And okay. Digimon. I guess. So. Monster Rancher. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you got a Manster and then Rancher. It's it's monster. Also, it, it's monster. You you capture types of cheese. <laughs> I have I have something really really quick to add about the voice acting. Oh okay. Um, for the update, I believe the woman who is doing the voice of Turing is also the voice of Clementine from the Telltale Walking oh, Dead. Oh, for real? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's cool. I think so. I have to look it up again, but I believe so. And also. A YouTuber that I really that I recently started uh, listening to his music, uh, Nate wants to battle, is actually doing. Oh, voice I like him. Game. He's doing the voice of one of the punkcast children. Yeah, <laughs> oh boy. I love doing him. Doing the voice He's of great. Chad. It's really exciting. Wow. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for the voice acting. But that's yeah, that's all I wanted to add. Also, at Magfest, they're going to be there. I'm really excited. Yeah, I <laughs> saw that and I was like, oh, this is for Anna. <laughs> like. I'm excited. That's I'm gonna wear fun. my Turing shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get we'll get to Magfest in a bit. Let's uh, but let's move on to Pocket Man's. Okay, and sorry. Jetty's hey. other topic that he brought to the table today. Yes. Um, Jetty being very proactive this podcast. Yes. Um, uh, no, I I uh, I like watched. It was just like the collection of all the cutscenes in the entire game. Because it had been brought to my attention that like things are kind of different in this game and it's weird. Um, I mean, granted, uh, you know the most recent Pokemon game that I've played uh, being the original, um, <laughs> but I feel like even so, like I hadn't heard of anything like this in other Pokemon games. <clears throat> but like, it seems like such a departure is um how weirdly like story based it is like it doesn't seem to be the same you collect the monsters you go fight a bunch of gym leaders and you be the very best it seems to weirdly have some sort of story that didn't really make a lot of sense to me well to be fair you were just watching the cutscene. like i don't know I mean, where true. they where they drew a line on like what's a cutscene and what's like just dialogue that's in the game. Because there's true. plenty of there's plenty of parts where like it clearly like fades out to cutscene. Yeah. And then there's also parts where it's just like the camera shifts, but you're still in like the regular game perspective. 
It's yeah. just like there's text popping up and there's important context that's gathered then. No, this, like, this I, one was pretty limited to like cinematic cutscenes. Okay, yeah. Then there um, then there's a lot that you would you would miss there. <laughs> it's definitely a lot more si- the character interactions are a lot more cinematic. Yeah, I um, agree. And there are a lot more like bits with the between the characters rather than just like because I guess I'm trying to go back to X and Y because that was like that would be sort of like the last time where they were building their own story around mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. The thing about X and Y is that it was very much an X and Y spoilers, but it was very much like even though it was kind of more cinematic, it was still also like the plot itself was very standard fare for Pokemon. Yes. Like, oh my gosh, look at this bad guy who wants to, you know, reshape the world mm-hmm. using the legendary Pokemon. That <laughs> rascal. And he has a team that steals Pokemon right. from people. Oh, yeah, yeah he's, got, he's got a team that steals Pokemon from people and they think they're the best and they're not. And they're all jerks. And, and we beat just them. because they're jerks. <laughs> and yeah, and then you just sort of like stop them and then it's like, oh, okay. Okay, well, that was and fun. And then, like, you just finished the game. <laughs> like, the other Pokemon game that was actually really narrative-driven that I've played would be Black and White. That would probably yes. be the closest. When you go and challenge the Elite Four, like... Because in a lot of the other games, the Elite Four challenge is, like, after you complete the story. Like, sometimes you won't even beat the last gym before you complete the, the main story of the game. Like, in Diamond and Pearl, I know that you have... You can catch the main legendary Pokemon before going to you. And then you can use them in the eighth gym battle, <laughs> which seems odd. Yep. Seems like cheating. Yeah. In the, in X and uh, in black and white, rather you didn't get them until, until after you beat the elite four or rather like at the like ending, like they make, they twist, they put a twist on like your elite four challenge and also fighting the champion which was I really liked. But, like, even still, it was sort of like, fight a gym, cutscene, fight a gym, <laughs> cutscene. Yeah. yeah. And this one, like, they have more plot happen. Because you're not, you're not really fighting gyms as yeah. much. Yeah. They've, and, and this has been talked about in trailers and stuff, so it's not really spoilers. But you get, you go to these trials, which are still headed up by a person. But instead of, like, fighting a bunch of people, usually you fight a couple of a Pokemon in a given context. And then you fight, like, you do a boss battle with, like, a powered-up version of that Pokemon and some sort of, like, twist. Mm-hmm. So from the second island, this is, I mean, the twist, once you see what's happening and if you know what's going on, it's, uh, this, is, this is kind of a spoiler. But there's the water place. The water um, trial. Is everyone who played the games familiar with the trial yes. that I'm speaking of on the second island? Yes. So, like, you fight a fish, and then you fight another fish, and then you fight a big fish. Which can call more fish. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, like, but like when you fight, the, you fight the first one, just, like, in the water, and then you fight the second one when there's, like, a rain thing. So you have, like, the water-type Pokemon are powered up. And then you fight the last one with the rain thing, and the the boss has a partner Pokemon that, like, uses helping hand and stuff. 
and and it heals mm-hmm. it a bunch. So like, how do you take out the one first? <laughs> Well, it, the point is that, like, it they sort of structure, like, an idea rather than, oh, you're fighting this person with all one type of Pokemon, which is still there. That's still a thing. But there's less of them, and they're not really the gyms. But it's definitely still there. At least they're the, the one of them is on the first island. And I think that's the general pattern after. Well, they kind of have, like, the equivalent of almost gyms on every route, because they have, like, these ace trainers or something, like, on almost every route where they say, oh, come back and, and battle me once you've beaten all of the other trainers on this route. Mm-hmm. So you have to beat all the trainers on the route, and then you can fight this guy, and then they usually have either some gimmick that they have. Like, on the very first island, on Route 3, there's a guy called the Red Card Trainer. Oh, yeah, I remember. And uh, when you beat all the other people on the route, they're, they're they're entirely optional. They're entirely optional. And once you beat all the other people, you fight against him, and he uses a special item and that kind of thing. So, like, e- e- yo, each route or almost every route, uh, I think, has one of these trainers. So it's kind of like almost like optional gyms, except there's way more of them, and they're not quite as difficult. We've kind of sidetracked this. Jetty, yeah, what, well, if you wanted to... um talk about something more specific than just our general experiences with the game it's more it's more narrative driven we have confirmed that for you and i guess like it just made me start like questioning like and thinking about other similar games like what really i guess like makes a uh monster collection rpg of sorts Mm -hmm. because um i played dragon warrior monsters and it was largely the same (laughs) as um Pokemon. Um, Did Dragon Warrior Monsters come out after Pokemon? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. So Pokemon, like, has pretty much always just been, like, the genre-defining game in that sort of sense. Yeah. Or at least like, the sub-genre. Because, I mean, it's not... It doesn't define RPGs, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I, I would even say that, like, the this newer... The Sun and Moon series are trying to take more cues from the traditional rpg i don't know if anyone would agree with me on that but definitely like with the more story-driven narrative yeah is part of it and being more cinematic because like there were you know earlier games like um robotrek comes to mind is like it vaguely kind of in some ways like you build robots that you can like level up and they fight for you you don't fight, like, you make them, and then they fight for you. And, like, you can have multiple of them and swap them out. And, like, those kind of mechanics were already there, like, a few years before Pokemon. But, like, I I had never thought of it, even after having, like, played both of the games, um, until, like, sitting here thinking about it. <laughs> um, did I kind of make the connection that, oh, yeah, that is kind of, in some ways, uh, sort of a prototype of what Pokemon ended up being. Um, and yeah, like, Dragon Warrior Monsters was very much the same. Like, uh, you have a few monsters. They don't fight one at a time, as I remember. And also, I don't think you directly controlled them. It was like, they had skills, and you could kind of tell them how to act. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you need to be, like, hey, yeah. you know, heavy on healing, or, like, heavy on, like, attack, or whatever. Yeah. You kind of guide them kind of like the um, and so ai sort of thing like you tell them okay stay on the offensive be defensive you know use healing etc yeah. 
Um, and they just kind of made a monster collection thing with monsters from the Dragon Warriors series. Yeah. That's kind of similar to the one that I was talking about earlier that I found that I played years ago. Yeah. On the DS Spectrobes Beyond the Portal or something like that. Ooh. I don't remember what the difference was. I think I played Beyond the Portal. Maybe there was just a regular Spectrobes or maybe they're really the same game. I don't know. I only <laughs> played it once and I rented it and I got rid of it afterward because I didn't like it very much. <laughs> oh, I think it's I think it might be called I'm looking at pictures and it might be that the European version was just called Spectrobes. And then the U.S. version was called Spectrobes Beyond the Portals. Funny, because isn't it Japanese RPGs, like the Japanese versions that usually add a subtitle and, like, the Western releases remove it? Like, that's what they did with Mega Man. Or they they add, like, a sub-novel. Yeah. Which is just, like, like episodes of TV shows, I've noticed, because I've been watching Dragon Ball Super, small sidetrack. Like, the, the episode title will literally just be plot summary (laughs) (laughs) like whoa goku frights frieza but there's a new form and then will goku defeat frieza (laughs) or like or goku fights frieza and there's a new form and then vegeta takes a turn and it's like that's (laughs) literally everything that happens in the episode just when you can't think of an actual title but it was it was it was very much like um you you get the monsters and then like you're fighting um, and then, like, the monsters just sort of do their own thing. Mm. But it was, like, in a, like, you had, like, a 3D, it was, like, an action sort of thing. I guess, I think, I haven't played Kingdom Hearts, but I've seen gameplay, and I think the battling was kind of like Kingdom Hearts mm. in that sense. In that, like, you had the character that you were controlling, and then you were in that sort of plane of, like, a battlefield. Yeah. And then you, like, walked around and then fought people. And then the monsters also fought stuff. But like they were just like really inconsequential. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the most important thing really was just like your skill, and like all the monsters kind of did the same thing. They're just, just different numbers, and then maybe like types, but like not like a type system. Just like more like oh, this enemy is is weak to ice because it's a fire enemy or something like that. Yeah. But like y- like it didn't have like a type like. Two icy kind of enemies might have had different weaknesses. There wasn't like a, a general theme to it, I guess. It was more specific. I don't know. It was weird. I didn't. Re- I remember that I just didn't like it very much. <laughs> well, possibly because it was just too complicated. <laughs> you also collected like fossils and then regenerated them, and then to get them into monsters, you had to like walk around with them like as in their tiny, not battling form for a while. Uh. It was just kind of like, why would I ever switch off of the ones that are already ready? You know, yeah. like, Pokemon puts pressure on you to, like, change up your team because, like, it might not be well-rounded. And they kind of, like, make sure that you can't have a fully well-rounded team early on in the game. But you don't need one. But, like, they they make it so that, like, oh, you can make it with four Pokemon and have a perfectly well-rounded team for all those situations. But once you move on, like, you're going to need more. But we're not going to give you those until you move on, Hmm. right? So, like, I was kind of, like, running around like this because, like, I always try to build up a well-balanced team, like, immediately just because I like that. But, like, I was really struggling just because, like, these there are lots of Pokemon that are just sort of filling similar roles, and you can, like, 
like have a decision. Like there's one part where like you can get a Magnemite or a Pichu, and like you don't need both. So <laughs> you you pick which one suits your team. But then like you have lots of situations like that, so that you don't really build up the team until like you get to where you would need it. So it's kind of like a plot. And so that you you have to get used. To... Well, you you just gotta you. It, it's just trying to keep it so that you always feel like you can switch out and change your team instead of just sticking with the same one. Because I feel like lots of even just regular RPGs either have an issue where you always feel like, oh, no, why would I get this? Like, you get a new party member, right? And you're like, it's either a situation of like, oh, this is a new party member, but like my regular party is solid and I know how they function together. So I'm just going to, I'm not going to get this, I'm not going to insert this into my limited team demographic. Or the game's just like, no, now you have to use this character. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you get a new character, and they throw away an old one. And you're like, now this is your team setup. Have fun. Yeah. yeah. I actually don't agree. Like, not that I don't agree with you, but I, at least in, I don't remember how I was in, like, um, Alpha Sapphire or anything before that, but I usually get my team together <laughs> fairly quickly and don't change at all. <laughs> like I just power through everything. But okay, with Alpha one Sapphire. Team, and that's what I did this game. Alpha Sapphire, right? You, you did you play Ruby or Sapphire before? No. You didn't. No. Did you know what? Had you seen gameplay of it before? Like, did you I know what to expect? To a ex- certain extent, I'd seen a full gameplay uh, or like full playthrough of Emerald. But like, at what point had you had your team set? For Alpha Sapphire, I honestly don't remember and i have to look at my team because with alpha sapphire now i'm at the point where i'm just trying to complete my pokedex so i do switch very often like going through post-game stuff and like battling and all that i do switch that up really often but with um with sun since i've finished the game i honestly have not i did not switch my team the entire game everything i had everything on the first island and kept it that way like i would say that like maybe halfway through the game a lot of the time i'll end up with something solid but like i would think that like up through like the first and second gyms like i would have like maybe three or four main pokemon and then two to three ones that might be switched out later oh yeah i don't know that's just not how it happened well sometimes i because mm, pokemon I also I does it also does this thing where it if you're struggling, if you're getting to a point that you're struggling, like, oh, you ended up with a really poor team design for this particular challenge, it'll usually give you, like, hey, like, oh, you're going to an electric-type place. Here's a ground-type Pokemon that you can catch. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. The, yeah. The, the most blatant version of it is um, in the first games, um, the electric gym, there's just, like, Diglett Cave right there. Oh, and it's yeah. kind of... It's a little bit... T- that one's a really... That one's really on the nose of like, he's a ground type Pokemon if the electric type gym's giving you a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um, they're, they're more subtle about it. They've gotten better at being subtle about it. Like first they'll put it before instead of after. Like Diglett Cave, it's like, oh, here's the electric type gym. I wonder, I should go train for that. Oh, here's a cave full of ground type Pokemon. I wonder what this is here for. <laughs> so they, they, they try to make sure to put it in front. Like I remember they're in um, black and white. Like you go through Charged Stone Cave, which has a bunch of electric type Pokemon in it. Um, and then after you get out, you come in. It's like, oh, hey, look, a flying type gym. 
Honestly, um, like, maybe it was just me, but, like, I either got really lucky and found, like, the perfect combination to carry me through the entire game, which is weird, but I never had to switch. I always <laughs> had someone who was, like, perfectly equipped to handle whatever was coming up. And I was like, I, God bless. I would, <laughs> like, I would think I'm that's perfect. the case, like, because also you've played a lot of Pokemon. Yes. That is true. But so I you honestly, know, like, like, I didn't plan that much. Right, but because like I didn't know what was coming. You know not to have like three water types on your team. That is true. I do know better than that. So like <laughs> if you're talking about a person who's just like, oh, I'm catching, I'm I'm gonna start with like, oh, because if you just like say you just caught yeah, the that's, first that's few Pokemon true. that you saw and just caught those. Because yeah. that's what I do. I always fill out my team with six immediately. Or you just catch oh, the I ones that, that look cool. And then shift it out yeah. as and then shift it out as needed. And it, it, but you like if you like if you just took the first six Pokemon or five I guess because you get your starter your starter and the first five Pokemon that you come across like diff, when we'll let's say that you're smart enough to know that you shouldn't having dupes is probably not a good idea. It, you end up with like I will have a Charizard, a Butterfree, a Pidgeot, and Eradicate. Yeah, I'm gonna have a top <laughs> percentage Eradicate. And and it's probably <laughs> you know like. Lots of the early ones are normal and flying and bug, and there's not really a whole lot yes. to, to like that's not really going to carry you through the game. Like you're not going to have anything to deal with a dragon type. If you're I not remember gonna... my thought process correctly, I think I kind of did what you're talking about, like just caught everything and filled out my team for the first island, and then before going to the second island, I had my team set. At least I was like, all right, this is going to be my team going to the second island change i need to change whatever and then i just never did I, I, did you have a ground type yes i was what, I what ground type is on the first island Wait, where Wait, where what in the there's totally i totally oh have is it one. a 10 carat hill yes oh of course there are a bunch that i didn't even hill. know 10 carat hill existed until after i beat the game <laughs> Oh man, that sucks. So, oh, but I know, know I should type though. I managed to get through decently well. Like I kind of, I, I occasionally swapped out Pokemon. Like I think on the third island is the first well, time. What, I what was your out. starter? What was your yeah, starter? Wait, what's your starter? Uh, okay. Oh, me too. See, I have the seal. So like a ground type's really uh, important. Because <laughs> electric, electric type was oh, electric type like too. destroying my team. Noel loves so, Pablo. I like Poplio. Yeah, Poplio. I do too. I have one. Apparently, it got a bunch of hate before the game even came out, and I was so it did. sad. It did, and it's so, so sad. sad because it's so cute. Yeah, it is. It's the. It is definitely the cutest of the three. It like comes out and it like takes a bow and like how can you, like Litten's just a cat. Like it's hey, like I mean up. like lay off my cat. Look, I'm just saying like my I can look at. I could look at a regular cat and get and get everything that Litten does. Now maybe its evolutions are different, but like Litten itself, I could look at a cat and get pretty much everything Litten does. But I like cats. And that's fair. I'm just saying that the, I I don't know any seals that come out and take a bow. <laughs> <laughs> Litten just does normal cat things. Um, until his final evolution, where he becomes a cat wrestler. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not sure how I feel about that. I kind of love it. Also, mine's a girl, so it's like we really wanted to do fire and fighting. All right, D Diana, but... I have to post yeah. this. Okay. 
Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I had that. Thought. I've seen that. I know. I yes. seriously. It is the greatest okay, of things. For, for context for everyone, um, James just sent me a picture of the uh, Rowlet Evolution, but colored as Miles Edgeworth. <laughs> yes, that is very true. I did see a lot of art of that going into the game, and you do not know how close I was to picking Rowlet just because of that. But now I have two, so it's okay. I have my Rowlet. I almost did, but I'm not a grass-type starter person. Like, I usually go fire anyway, Same. so it works. I just wanted my cat. I'm definitely, I'm definitely going fire starter when I get the game. Yeah, I've gone fire starter it with every great. game, just just based on a habit. The only Same. game I didn't was um, Alpha Sapphire because I knew I would need a strong grass. <laughs> <laughs> Cheating a little bit, but you know. Okay, wait. Can I ask um, a question? It does not have spoilers. Okay. Okay. Uh, spoiler free. But uh, James, since you've beaten the game, the special battle modes type things that you do at the end of the game, where it's just you know like the battle mason was in you Alpha mean the, Sapphire. The battle tree. The battle tree, yeah. <laughs> Is that ridiculously difficult? I haven't gotten there because I haven't beaten the uh, the no spoilers uh, it, it battle that you have just before it. Ah, so just yes, before that you battle. get to the battle tree, you have to battle somebody, and I'm not gonna spoil that. But I have not oh, managed so. to get past it. It's just I I, I need to grind Seriously? more. Oh, um, well, for everyone, just so you know, um, it's ridiculous. Like it's so difficult. It's not even maybe it's just me, but. I'm going in with my, like, pretty decently trained Pokemon, and it's, it, they're wiping the floor with me. It's pretty bad. Also, same with um, the other battle format, the four, that they, they talked about the it battle in a video Royal. before the game came out, so it's not a spoiler. Um, oh, yeah, the Battle Royale. They, that also kicks my butt. <laughs> I haven't gotten to anywhere. I, for, I completely forgot about it until you just mentioned it now. I forgot that that was a thing. Um, word for you, like, they're going to take you in there and show you how it works. Do not immediately go try and do it afterwards. <laughs> Don't do that to yourself, because I did, and I got my butt kicked. Like, just so, because everything in there is, like, much stronger than you are? Yes. Like, I was like, oh, this is fine. It's going to be, like, a fun battle thing like the Battle Mason song was. It's, it's going to be fun right now. Mm -mm. They totally beat me up. So, I, I, have, a, I have a quick question, too, because, like, then no, no, like, hard spoilers, but, like, do um, different types of battles, like, become more frequent as the game goes through? Because right now, like, I've just gotten to where, like, I've started having wild Pokemon double battles and just trainer double battles. Oh, that's going to be a theme through the entire game. I know that I know wild Pokemon double battles yeah. are a theme through the whole game, but I was wondering if, like, other battle types are, were going to start popping up, because right now it's been pretty standard. They will. They're not very common. Mm-hmm. At least in my opinion, like they're they're not super common. Like, what about but, triple battles and rotation battles? No, Are those none still... of those. None. None. I, okay, rotation battles, cool. Like rotation battles were just kind of weird and complicated and. I love triple battles. A lot of the time, rotation battles. Which, if you don't know, rotation battles are like you send out three Pokemon, and then there's like one up front. And then, like, the other two are sort of, like, in reserve. And you can, like, switch and have different ones be attacking and defending. And it was just, like, really complicated, but also usually just ended up being either, like, everybody constantly switching and not doing anything to try to play mind games. Or you just sort of, like, went one at a time. Yeah. But no, there's nothing, there's nothing like that. 
Oh. See, see, mine, mine for the the triple battles. All, all I had wasn't even just switching because mind games. It was just switching because I had no idea how the controls worked. They was not triple tricky. battle. Triple battles are cool. I love triple battles. Rotation battles were kind of more complicated for their than their own good. But I would think that the trials would really set themselves up for having like situations where you could have weird battle I know. like requirements. But they didn't really. They're all interesting, like, they're all different and kind of cool, but uh, uh, to my recollection, I beat the game a while ago, like, before finals, so everything before that is gone, but I don't think there are any. So, did we side, did we sidetrack off your thing again, Jetty? I'm sorry. Yeah, yes. what, what else needs to we're, be discussed about your thing? Like, we're, we're not actually supposed to be talking about Pokemon. Oh yeah, we can't talk about your thing. <laughs> So, okay, but I guess, like, what I'm trying to say is, um, you know, things that you guys were bringing up, like, how important is, like, uh, certain aspects of the original games versus, like, what you're seeing in the latest one? Uh, like, I guess losing the focus on gyms and stuff? Like, I guess I always felt that was kind of, like, the point of Pokemon, so that's why I was so surprised when it's like, oh, suddenly gyms, like, they're kind of there, but not really... And it's more about the story? Well, like, the, the gyms have definitely been, like, the story hasn't replaced the gyms. I, and I, I think maybe that's what, like, like it, they haven't, like, oh, the gyms don't work with story, so we're going to replace them with a story thing. Like, yeah, the there is, like, a little bit of story opportunity with the gyms. Like, you, and you get to, like, the people who are, like, in charge of the trials, which are basically the gyms, like... Because you don't just see them when you come and beat them at the end, but usually they're, like, talking to you while you're doing the trial. Um, you, there's, like, more of a chance for them to develop a personality instead of just, like, three lines of text <laughs> and then goodbye forever. But I guess, like, as far as, like, the, uh, the genre is concerned is, like, do you think you could have, let's say, for example... A, uh, a monster collection game where you actually just like don't have gyms you have perhaps you know bosses on occasion in the same way that you do in a normal rpg yeah i think that that would actually like, be fairly easy to do i mean i think it might just be you know the reason they you know that a lot of them don't is because pokemon has just had a such a strong influence on the <laughs> genre they're just like well we don't yeah, want to do agree. anything different they probably won't like it yeah because like um Dragon Warrior Monsters, again, being kind of just, like, an exact duplicate. Uh, they didn't have gyms, but you had, like, regularly scheduled, um, uh, I forgot what they were called, but, like, basically events where everyone got together to do battle, and the point of the game was to win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, you, you were given a period of time to go level up your monsters, and then you had to come back to go fight the people in the thing. Well, there's sort of, like, two main angles to Pokemon, really. And then there are a couple of, like, side ones, but the, those don't usually get much traction. But, like, the two main angles are, like, what you said, like, collecting and then beating some set thing, like, gyms or, like, the battles you were talking about so that you win. Yeah. And then, like, the hardcore, like, collect everything. Yeah. And the yeah. original Pokemon was very firm about, like trying to make those more even like yeah. you're not just trying to get strong you're also trying to catch a lot so like you would have these basically roadblocks right in the first games yeah. 
where, like you said, hey, you need to catch this amount of Pokemon to move on. You need to have this this many slots filled up in your Pokedex before you can oh, move yeah. on. Lots of people didn't like it, <laughs> including Nathaniel, who cited that as one of his main reasons he stopped playing the game. Because of, like, he didn't like... Well, I, I mean, like, I think he got past the part where he had to collect them all for the game but like the game was the game really pushed like you should try to get all of these and he was like this isn't fun (laughs) um and so i and so the game like it's kind of moved away from that yeah and so then like it became harder and harder to get all of them not just because there were more but because they would be spread out among the games without really like a way to deal with that well so um, So, like like this this latest one didn't seem to have like a full set of a brand it doesn't. new. That's yeah. what I was about to say. Like yeah. I think that's the biggest like evidence of them taking a step away from that is that there is no national decks. There's only the whatever three hundred or so that you're supposed to catch in this game. Oh, there's you not can... even a national decks. Yeah, no, I... there is not none yet. You can anyway. get other ones traded into. Like it'll still accept like other Pokemon. But they won't count for anything. Yeah, they'll just like, say these Pokemon example, were caught outside. If you um, if you do the QR code scanning stuff, um, which all the QR codes are available online, all you have to do is scan them. I don't really understand what that does or any. I don't understand it. But anyways, um, if you do like ten of them, then you can charge for like an island scan, which scans whatever island you're on, and um, depending on what day of the week it is it gives you access to a Pokemon that's not in the Alolan decks. Like, the other day I did it, and I got, like, a Luxio or something. Like, something that doesn't count towards your completion, but just is kind of fun to have. And it has, a, a lot of the starters, I think, are in there, like, starters from other games. Yeah, I, um, I got a Charmander my so first like, time. If you wanted to, like, say you needed those in, like, another game, you could catch them and trade them. If once they ever update Pokemon Bank, if they're going to do that ever, um, you could trade them into another game if you needed them there or something. So that's kind of cool, but they don't count for anything. That's interesting. Yeah, so because like in the in the last sort of set in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire and then X and Y, like they sort of like said, hey, we're going back to catching them all. And so like they tried <laughs> to put in mechanics. They put in mechanics to like make it so that pretty much all the normal Pokemon were obtainable in either um, mm-hmm. in either X and Y or Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Uh, X and Y gave you the original Kanto starters along with your region starter. So, like, that was how you would get those. There's, like, just a th- cloud that flies around, and you can just get whatever legendary, po- all, like, all the legendary Pokemon. Yeah, and now Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Yeah, there's, like, because it's, it, they, like, have a Pokemon called Hoopa, whose thing is it makes it so that it, you can bring in legendary Pokemon to fight whenever. That's what it does? Well, like, it teleports I never things. Knew. I got the special thing for Hoopa a while <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, me too. But... And I've never tried it yet. Yeah, neither have I. Cool. So, like, that's how... So they're like, and this is how you can get all the legendary Pokemon that are usually, like, event exclusives. 
So it's interesting that they're kind of like, okay, yeah, now we're just not trying anymore. Oh, you mean, do you, not Hoopa, do you mean, like, because I know there were islands where you could get, like, a bunch of the, like, the legendary uh, elf trio from Yeah, Cabinet but, like, Gold. there would be, like, a, there would be, like, a ring yes, a that ring. showed up, so right? Wasn't, I, we that was supposed Hoopa, to be Hoopa. Hoopa. There, that was supposed uh -huh. to be Hoopa? Yeah. Huh. I didn't even realize And then that. you can't, I mean, it's, you don't catch yeah, Hoopa it, from it. I suppose it, but, like, it makes sense. The idea sense. is that it's supposed to be Hoopa doing that. Interesting. Oh. Never knew. Lore. Fancy. Um, but yeah, so like, th that would be the other thing that games would be able to try to do. And like, since Pokemon is having such a hard time making that work, I can imagine that like, even though it's something that you could have in another game where it's like, hey, the main thing is to try to get all of these. Like, making that like fun for a large enough group of like there's certainly people who would be into it but like would there be enough that it's worth making that the focus over just winning which seems to be more universally accepted as a goal yeah because i mean See, my like, is... doesn't final fantasy and like a couple other rpgs have like bestiaries and stuff that like once you encounter a oh, monster yeah. and like yeah sometimes you don't even need to defeat him like, it adds a page to your bestiary, and then, like, sometimes defeating them gives you an extra bonus or something. Kind of like how catching yeah. gives you more data in Pokemon. But obviously, you know, in those kinds of games, you know, catching them and completing the bestiary is not any sort of a work requirement or even a heavily, you know, uh, pushed, you know, side quest even. It's just kind of, uh, you know, if you want to, here's something for you <laughs> Pokemon fans out there, kind of sort of thing and I, I i think that's frequently like sometimes that's what games tend to do they try to be a little bit more lenient on pushing big collectathons or something mm -hmm. if you will on on the player because they know that that's not everybody's cup of tea and they want to be a little bit more they, they kind of want to be a little more broad with who they want to entice to play the game you're like I'm the but, person that will do the broad collectathons because I am like a perfectionist and have to have 100% completed everything. Yeah. Still working on it. But so like, I guess the really roundabout answer to your question, then Jetty, is that yes, you could have other types of elements and it would still work as a game, but it would probably just not be as popular, and therefore it's just since Pokemon already kind of figured it out, quote unquote. And I guess that's kind of like what I'm uh, wondering is like, why don't we see other games of this type that are quite as popular? Like, um, what what are the key factors to Pokemon-ness? Well, I mean, Pokemon, uh... Pokemon kind of did originally start at just the right time when that kind of craze was starting. Like, Pokemon got pretty <laughs> lucky with its initial release, and it was just... Now they're so established. Now it's because there is Pokemon, uh, other yeah. series trying to get established is harder. Like, you know, I think there was on the 3DS, there was a game called Yokai Watch, which actually was yep. very similar yeah. for Pokemon. And apparently that did really well in Japan, but it did not do well in, uh, like, the West. And because of possibly and that could have been because or at least partially i would bet that it was because of just how strong pokemon is all, all over the place you know it's kind of like well i like pokemon but i've never heard of this game before so i'm not sure i really want to risk spending money on this game that could just be a knockoff you okay yeah. watch 
also had some other issues. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, um, in Japan, it was apparently very popular. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. I, like, I think one of the reasons, like, Yokai, okay, Yokai Watch was released with a TV show. Like, Yokai mm-hmm. Watch and the game, and Yokai Watch the TV show were like made together. Like, Pokemon sort of got a TV show after it became yeah. pop more popular in Japan. And so, like, there was, like, there was a first and a second. But Yokai Watch was made from the ground up to be, like, this um, TV show game hybrid. But, like, the Yokai Watch TV show is, like, it's an anime. And it's very Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it, because, okay. There's nothing so, like, wrong with that. But then there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, in terms of, like, the audience that it's going for, like, in the original Pokemon, like, they were, like, walking around in, like, fields and stuff, right? So there's not really, like, in terms of cultural stuff that's, like, raise an eyebrow, what? Oh, there's yeah. not really a lot of that. But, like, Yokai Watch, like, takes place in a city. And it's just, it looks like a Japanese, it looks like an anime city. It looks like a Japanese city. <laughs> and it's got, like, you know, it's much more, like... Like and especially with all the yokai are like very a lot more like specifically oh. referencing like Japanese like folklore. Yeah. Rather uh, than Ace Attorney folk- Dual Destiny. Yeah, yeah, kinda, kinda. But like, like all of the the creatures are like based on like Japanese mythology sorts of things. Whereas yeah. Pokemon, they're kind of animals first, reference second, and the references are like subtle enough that they're not like integral for like. Why does this look like this? Yeah, it can just be like, like oh, it in your face. the ice cream yeah. cone Pokemon and the key ring Pokemon. Yeah, why do they right. look like this? Well, you see, they're based on this such and such thing. It's like, you know, that's, that's something you say for more lore so, than shoving in your face. I, I, I think that's why, I think that's the main thing why Yokai Watch is so much more uh, popular in Japan than America. <laughs> it's just like, it wasn't... I think it was supposed to be, but it didn't really work out as being like this global yeah. sort of thing. Cause it just yeah. ended up being too culture specific. Yeah. But also yeah. like, just to go back to your question, Jenny, of like why Pokemon's like succeeds and there's not really anything else doing it. I think part of it is like working so closely with Nintendo and that's not just like, Oh, Nintendo advertises them as like a second party thing. And there's that sort of relationship, but like Pokemon's yeah. also like always using like, these weird features for the DS that like no one else ever ends up using. Yeah. So like trading Pokemon, like almost oh, yeah. like other games don't like, that's like one of the major things of like being able to trade and battle very easily and like having yeah. this standard set for it of like how it works. And like the idea that you have to trade to complete the games. And like, that's like the point almost. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of other games like commit to that because either they don't feel like they can do the thing where they release two games that are different. Yeah. And enough people will buy them that they'll have like you need to be big already so that enough people, other people will have the game so that you can figure out you can get access to these other, you know, creatures that are in a different game. But if they so if you put them all in the same game then all of a sudden there's like no reason to trade or interact with anybody because it's just all there. Yeah. So like because Pokemon became so big and like could take advantage of the link cable when I don't really think like anything else was. Like I really <laughs> yeah. don't I really think Pokemon link cable like, was one of the first things that ever used. And it. like Pokemon 
Pokemon didn't just do the link cable. They also did the um, with the Game Boy Advance. They did the uh, wireless adapter, oh, that's which was saying, which was like, which now seems really stupid because like your DS just does it, but like it was this thing that you attached onto like into the um onto the wired connector port. port onto the link cable port. And then they could communicate, if you both had them, you could communicate wirelessly. Well, but it was, in fact, as it turns out, very dumb because you couldn't use the link cable for those games. Like, it wouldn't let you. Right. Like It wouldn't let you use them for Fire, Red, and Leaf well, Green? Well, you could trade and do very simple battles, but a lot of the more... But a lot of the special features that those games touted you could only use the wireless adapter for them and yeah there were some they were supposed some the games were supposed games. to come boxed with them but all i know is the the copy i bought when the games were first released didn't come with it uh the ones that we i remember that the ones that we bought did have them yeah cuz they, they were we, supposed we to be shipped them. with the games because that was the only way to use their advanced features and you know nobody <laughs> i knew ever had one and then, like, um, Heart Gold and Soul Silver had the Poka Walker, which I still have. The little thing has run out of battery. Yeah, mine too. Long since. My Geodude um, died. But, but, like, that was like, there was the Poka Walker, which was like a pedometer. And then, like, the 3DS had a pedometer in it later. And it's just like, and so, and then, like, Pokemon, like, was one of the few games that really used the internet with the GTS, the Global Trading Station, I yeah. think was the last. But, like, being able to trade Pokemon over the, like, with random people over the internet. Yeah. And, like, this weird trade and barter system yeah. that developed. Yeah. Everybody global... just asks for legendaries. Yeah, or, like, um, like asking for shinies or something like that. I saw people or on like... the GTS who would name, like, when they would bring up the trade menu or, like, you know, trading with people across, like, you know, through the, you know, the nav or the social nav in or ORAS. Uh, that said, like, literally, they named Pokemon Shiny, please. Like, they <laughs> named Pokemon phrases so that they could just bargain with you, like, just <laughs> without having to leave the trading menu. Like, it, it's it's evolved, like, into just, like, su such... It, it's, I, I want to say evolved or devolved, almost. Like, it's just... People have just taken this something, which is just a simple little feature, and they've turned it into this big, complex, like, operation that they do. Like, they strategize how to do it. You know, mm -hmm. it's just evolved and grown way above what it started out. And at. then, like, all the cool stuff that's in there is just in there as, like, like everything. Like, oh, a legendary Pokemon. What do I need for that? Oh, you need this legendary Pokemon, but between level 1 and 10. Yeah, which is physically impossible. Because they again. want a lot of the time is like impossible without cheating because like and the reason people want that is because then you can like ev either because you can ev train it and make it as cool as as you want or because they're putting it up there because they don't actually want anyone to take it they're trying to do a cloning glitch yeah. and they don't want you to actually take the pokemon after they clone it <laughs> Cause, Cause, probably because they just want something that's hacked in without having to hack it in themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like, yeah, Pokemon is really only able to work because it has this huge supporting infrastructure and can like work so closely with the like wireless connection features and internet features and just take advantage of them really before anybody else gets a chance to. That is a good point. <clears throat> like, uh, 
I guess one uh, example of like a you know monster collecting RPG of sorts uh, that did things completely differently and also uh, very much like failed. Like I don't think anyone ever really played it. Um, yet somehow they had like four or five games. Uh, monster Rancher. I remember the name, but I don't remember anything Same. about it. I remember Jetty like, talking about it on a podcast well, a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, that yes, might I, be. I do still someday perhaps uh, want to have a Monster Rancher um, competition like a for game Ooh, called the Monster Rancher League. Well, but you, you Ooh, have, have to own the game, game though. I'll get it. You have to own the game and a bunch I'm of other CDs, and nobody has CDs anymore. Oh. You have to this looks so what weird. You have, to do. you have to put, like, random music CDs yeah. and stuff into your PlayStation. Yeah, any other I CD. Oh, I think I remember um, seeing a video about it, and it was really weird. That's great. Like, it, like, it was really cool in concept. Um, but the thing is, is that there was literally, like, five different types of monsters, and then... Like, each of those had maybe five palette swaps. And then you get one monster. Like, that was your monster. And you train that, and it's, like, just finally getting good. You're doing great. It's, you know, powerful. Oh, it's getting old now. Oh. And then it dies. Oh. And it's like... That's horrible. Couldn't you just read the disc again? I mean, you could, but you have to start again. Oh. Like and and wow. that was just like part part of the game is that like you raise this monster and you get so far in the league and like you do kind of get like there's no real like there's even less story than there is in Pokemon in Monster Rancher at least in like the first two that I played yeah. um, like it was fun is like you would raise your monster and train it and like I don't know if anybody played like princess maker or any of those like similar games where like you have a daily list of things that you do and it's like well do you want to go to school or do you want to work in the field and it's like oh well that levels up your strength if you work in the field but it makes you smarter if you go to school because during the sims i think like you during the like each day you have like a specific amount of time you have to choose to do different things and depending on what you do it levels up different skills yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's how um, some of the earlier Sims games worked, at least. Yeah, like, basically, you have your one monster, and you do that stuff, and then, like, randomly, stuff will happen, and the guy will be like, oh, I'm going out to, like, explore these ruins, and I need some help. And so you, like, bring your, uh, your monster with you to, like, bash down walls or whatever. Like, depending on the obstacles, the monster that you have and the way that you raise them could do better or worse on different ones of these and uh i don't know like it was kind of fun but um it's a very clear like oh they were trying to be creative with the genre but they missed basically everything that made pokemon pokemon (laughs) (laughs) um you know you only get one there's not really that much variety um and you don't like, get to, like, there's no choice involved. Like, in Pokemon, you get to pick which ones you get to keep using. Even from the yeah. very beginning, you get to pick the one that you want to start with. And this one, it's like, oh, well, it's cool that it's random, but what I'm actually going to do is reset the game and find a different CD. Um, maybe that's what they meant for you to do. Who knows? It's just like, hey, if you don't like it, get a different disc. It's simple. We're not going to let you oh, cancel boy. it, but... 
This one's a red it's blob. That it. one's a green blob. Oh, I have the blue blob. Darn. <laughs> this one. This one's the Christmas blob. Yeah, the Christmas blob. That's right. It's like type, <laughs> Obviously, type that Santa. is the best one. Yeah, like apparently, if you like, there were certain very specific CDs that if you put them in, they would get you very specific monsters. And um, if you put in a lot of like Christmas music, it would actually give you Christmas monsters. That's kind of wow. cool. There were some creative things that they did um, with the game, but uh, in general, it was no Pokemon. Um, and I guess it's is... no good. I guess it's the thing is like, like I feel like, while you don't really need gyms, you do need some sort of like progression other than just like, oh, well I went to this league and now I'm going to this league. With Monster Rancher, you oh I guess that's what it is. Is like you didn't go anywhere it was just you are at your ranch and then events happen on certain dates that like oh well now we're in the coliseum and we're fighting or like oh this guy came to my ranch and then we go to this other place where we do some sort of puzzle thing so i guess i feel like the being in control of your own character is like a important thing and having like a decent variety like it doesn't have to be 150 but having more than, like, five pilot-swapped monsters is yeah, important. Yeah, that seems good. And stuff. Do we want to do a quick run-through of games we've been playing? I've already talked about Pokemon, so oh. I, I don't I don't have anything else to add. Well, I have been playing Read-Only Memories. <laughs> so oh, we've yeah. covered that. <laughs> have we? Yep. Yes, we have. We're enough. coming up at an hour and a half. We have, yeah, we have covered... <laughs> um, has anybody been playing any video games that we haven't already talked about on the podcast today? Me. What have you been playing, Diana? Uh, well, Noel and I have been playing the Mystic Messenger Christmas DLC. We fell oh, off the bandwagon for, for Mystic Messenger after we finished all um, five guys and did all the bonus stuff and all that. But we got pulled back in because Christmas DLC... <laughs> and so now here is we are again. Free it, DLC? Um, it is free as like it costs hourglasses, which you get in game. Like you can, it's one of those things where you get them, but you can buy more. Uh, it costs okay. like a hundred hourglasses, and thankfully I had like three hundred. So let's go. Um, <laughs> so now we're back to the system of waking up at odd times and um, doing chat rooms with our boys. It's very fun. Oh, she's checking right now. Do we miss a chat room? <laughs> we we missed notifications for one when we were together and we were, we were heartbroken uh-huh. so we gotta we gotta get this oh no there's a chat room oh god you guys we gotta hurry this <laughs> stop stop the podcast quick um other than that i have been mostly pokemon actually that's actually pretty much it yeah pokemon and mystic messenger and she's already starting. She's going to go without me. I put, just put in Animal Crossing right now, actually. So I might do some Animal Crossing tonight. But um, that's about it for me. All right, Anna, how's Sims? It is a great way for me to forget about all the grad applications I should be doing. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I've, I haven't really been playing anything else. I finished Earthbound. Uh a while ago, so I haven't really done much else. Oh, so, 
I should be getting uh, for Christmas. I think I'm getting. I know I'm getting um, Pokemon. So probably be doing that when I get it. Okay. Join oh, that's us. Pretty much it. Wait, which one are you getting? <laughs> Moon. My sister's getting Everyone sun. Everyone I know has Moon. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. we're all we all we're all night owls, yeah. and like I, I want to play the game when it's nice and bright in the game, and that only happens yeah. when if I get the one yeah. where it's daytime at night. I should have done that, but I have a friend at college who we've been like splitting up the past couple of games, and I picked Alpha Sapphire, and so he got Omega Ruby, and I was like, all right, it's your time to pick now, and so he picked Moon, so I got Sun. <laughs> so that way we can trade back and forth. Although he has not beat the game either, he is like literally on route two, <laughs> and so I'm like, you gotta hurry up, man. Like I'm done. I'm waiting for you really got to get on with it <laughs> he's not <laughs> sorry just took everyone else's turns again all right james have you been playing anything um you mean other than pokemon <laughs> other than pokemon uh well i mean i've been replaying uh dual destinies because i originally played it for the yeah. first time on the ios version which apparently is not something most people do uh, no, it's not. Okay. Yeah, so I've been playing it through. I just started case three. Oh, I hate that case. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, I, I've already beaten it, so I know exactly what it is. And it's funny because now I was able to notice the inconsistency that they fixed in the iOS version with uh, Professor Means. What is that? Uh, at the beginning of case three on the, on the original 3DS version, which came out first, uh, at the end of the case, spoiler warning, uh, you find out that Professor Means used uh, his spear uh, to to basically hold up like a prop to, to hold this person in a pose to disguise her as a statue uh, under a cloth. And so he uses his staff. And the, the whole thing is that when you meet with him at the first time, which is right after he has supposedly done this in the timeline, as you find out, so, oh, but he has right. his staff with him. I forgot about and, and that. And, and as you prove at the end of the case, when, when he had met with you, he was, by all accounts, not supposed to have his staff with him. And in the iOS version, they uh, they changed his pose, so he didn't have his staff oh. with him. That's interesting. I didn't know that. You know, it's, it's just like, it, it, it's actually one of the, nice to see that they did fix a couple of those oversights. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't think I've, I've really been playing much. I've been wanting to get into... Uh, I've, I mean, I think now that I know about read-only memories, I think pretty soon I'll be getting into that. Yeah, it was already on my wish list. Yep. So it's it's it's, it's, it's all on my wish list. Yeah, now. I see that. You should get it immediately. <laughs> yep. And then I can talk about it more on the next podcast after it's already been talked about on this one, and it'll be just behind the times. Fantastic. We could talk about it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> Jetty, come on now. We don't talk about the same thing on multiple we, podcasts. We, we do with Ace Attorney. <laughs> Ace Attorney? What? <laughs> oh, no. What I don't know. I, I wanted to say something about Ace Attorney. Mega Man? Oh, somebody say Mega Man? Noel, you have what you wanted to say. Netroid. Legend of Zelda. Netroid. Space Quest, anybody? Noel wanted to be on the podcast just she could talk about Apollo. And I told her that <laughs> Joe already gave me a two-hour podcast like two podcasts ago. <laughs> I didn't think that would be taken kindly. Yeah. <laughs> Even we, though, should... we ended up talking about Ace Attorney and it wasn't my fault. We should yes! we should 
we should probably wrap up just because we we're getting we closer. Um, so, and I also have some some things I want to tell our lovely listeners. So, um, first of all, we have the exciting adventure of Anna and Diana. Right, are going to Magfest. Yeah, yeah, we are going. That will to be. They'll be going to Magfest pretty soon after you hear this podcast. It'll be awesome. Yes, I will be driving to. <laughs> My boyfriend and I will be driving to Maryland on January 4th um, from, will be flying from Pennsylvania. So I'm guessing the next podcast will probably feature some MAGFest stories. MAGFest, MAGFest. Oh, yes. So be, be on the lookout for that. I'm trying to get a lot of stuff happening on the YouTube channel in January, starting in January. Like regularly releasing um, live stream stuff. The podcast is going to start coming back on the YouTube channel. It hasn't been for like a year. Yay. So <laughs> I'll, we'll start releasing those weekly. Um, if you've been listening through YouTube, then this is probably nearing the end. Or this will be the end probably around <laughs> of right. uh, weekly releases on YouTube. And lots of other hope. I'm, I've been talking to people about getting Let's Plays up over this, uh, this year. Because aside from... A couple short ones. We haven't really had like a big let's play except for uh, 10 10 10 that we finished, uh, Virtue's Last Reward. Yes. Uh, I am. Do 11, 11, I need 11. to start harassing the guys again to do 11 11 11. Because I finished it, but nobody else, as far as I know, none of the other Pony Pros have played it. And we need to do it. it is so we'll, yeah, we'll get that out too. So that's that's what we've got on deck for Game Call, and we hope you stick around to this year to to see how that goes. So, uh, if we're done, are we done? I believe we're done. I think so. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Game Cola podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to check out other podcasts and other articles on our actual internet website, GameCola.net, Gaming Outside the Mainstream. You can also check us out on YouTube, seeing various Let's Plays and other podcasts that we do at GC.net. The letter G, the letter C, the word dot, and the word Net. You can check us out on Twitch, where we do live streams that are later posted to the YouTube channel, twitch.tv slash GameCola. You can check us out on social media channels, such as Facebook and Twitter. Just search GameCola and you'll find us. And if you'd like to email us here at the podcast, you can do so at podcast at GameCola.net, and we will read out your question and or questions or comments and answer them if appropriate. We will. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Send us an email. All right. Well, thank you again for listening. Have a wonderful day, and we will see you next month. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Quieter and being too loud. I don't want to do that. (laughs) Just be closer to your microphone. I no. (laughs) No.